We are live. Welcome to the Savage Bloggers Network Hangout on Air, featuring our guest, cartographer, publisher, and fellow Savage Worlds fan, Frank Turfler of Middle Kingdom Adventure and Trading Co., an official Savage Worlds licensee. How's it going, Frank? It's going well. Thanks thank for you. having me on the show. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for uh, for coming on, man. This is yeah, this is this is super exciting. Um, following the stuff that you've been doing, I, I I'm, I've got some particular interests in uh, the the things that you have been been doing recently. So I'm hoping that comes up tonight. Um, <laughs> full disclosure, though, uh, Frank is a Patreon supporter, and for that, obviously, thanks, Frank. Um, but to be clear, that's not why we have you here. There yeah. is not a Patreon level that gets your stuff mentioned on our show or gets you hangouts. Yeah, Frank, Frank did <laughs> maybe, not threaten maybe, to pull his funding. Right. Maybe there could be a new one. Hey, publishers. No. I don't want anybody. I don't want anybody just throwing money at us to. Uh, That's to, true. To get us to talk about their stuff. I'm, we, I don't know. We try to. That. We try to give equal access to all. So yeah. Yeah, I, I've never been comfortable with that. And over the years, I'll be honest, it's been offered, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buying your way in is not going to be a thing with us. Yeah, so. yeah. But yes, but thank you again, though, for for coming on here. Um, uh, I'd I'd like to kind of get into Frank, if if you're if you're willing, sort of the history of uh, the products that you've done, sort of how you got into these things. Um, recently people have kind of known you for things like Savage Dungeons and, you know, some of the virtual, you know, the maps and the VTT stuff, virtual tabletop terrain and, and, and such. Uh, but you started a while ago with stock art, correct? Well, well hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I okay. thought this was going to be an hour of me picking his brain about Savage Dungeon. Well, we're going to get there, I promise, man. <laughs> we're going to get there. <laughs> We will obsess over that endlessly when the time comes. It, I promise you. Fine. <laughs> it's it's pretty empty up there, so I mean, you may not have much to pick. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so yeah, so so stock art. How did you? What inspired you with stock art, and, and how'd you get into that? Uh, I mean, I've always been. I probably since I could hold a pencil, I've been drawing. So, um, and then I, I went to uh, I went to school for for art and design, and uh, and 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 I don't know. I, I thought I was going to be the next Larry Elmore, right? And, and you're, that didn't happen. It didn't you? really work out that way. Right. What's that? <laughs> I said, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that, I, I, I did, and I, I sent in, a, I sent a, actually sent a portfolio into TSR, and I never heard from them. So, oh, man. Yeah. But from, from what I can tell, like, who that, needs that, probably worked, that probably worked out for the better. Right. <laughs> I mean, that was in the 90s, so it probably worked out for the better. In hindsight, um, yeah, I think you fared well on that one. Good call on not uh, following up. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so um, I don't know. I I, I started uh, just doodling stuff, and and I thought, well, you know what? I'll, I'm just gonna throw this out for sale and 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 see who wants it. And I I think the the very first thing I put out there is uh, is like this lizard man, uh, the two lizard men in a in a dungeon, and it was it was taken directly from the campaign that I was I was running at the time, and. Um, just just for fun i was i was doodling this stuff and uh and so yeah i mean i i from that point i was i was i've been doing illust some illustration for um different uh 
adventures and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of D and D stuff. A lot of OSR uh, writers because it's it's an easy kind of style, right? It's, right. it's a pen and ink, and and so you know, the the that's generally what's associated with those types of games. So your focus was more on like the black and white line art approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, quite honestly, I was never very um, I was never very good with color. So mm-hmm. I, I mean. I do, I do, you know, black and white line art or shaded pencil or something like that. Of course, now everything's digital. I do everything, you know, on a tablet. So um, nice, very nice. You know, and and, and I mean, I, I I do work in color as well now. But when I started, it was just, you know, I'm just doing stuff quickly, just to see what you know what's out there, what people want. Um, I'm actually a little behind right now on a on a kickstarter for a friend that uh you know that he's he's finishing up so we're you know that that artwork will be out there soon how often do you get stuck drawing everybody's characters at the table (laughs) i was really smart and didn't let anybody at the table know that i was really good at drawing stuff Oh, okay. So, so that said, before the show, you and I were talking about how you you started gaming with your kids and such, uh, not too long ago. Do do you draw their characters at least? I will draw their. Yeah, I, my my daughter is is adamant that I give her a character, and I usually go one step further. I'll I'll make a paper mini for for everybody's character. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that so, is awesome. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I was gonna say I was I was waiting for you to say no I haven't told them I know anything about art yet. <laughs> <laughs> they're the last. They're gonna be so picky. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that. So when, when awesome. you started with the stock art, did you? Is that when uh, Middle Kingdom Adventure and Trading Company was started as as a sort of as a label? Or? Yeah, I needed I need I needed you know I needed somewhere some way to op- operate, and uh, so I thought you know I'll start this. I'll just pick a name, and I was right. looking for something that had this sort of, uh, you know, importer exporter, yeah, you know, name to it. That's so, kind of what I, you know, I imagine is a sort of like trading in the Far East kind of, you know, sort of vibe, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, you know, so and 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 uh, the first the first couple of illustrations, I had little stories like, you know, this 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 one was uh, a sketch that was drawn by our correspondent, you know, out in the field and stuff like that. So. Oh, neat. You know, so cool. giving it that that idea that that somebody is in this other realm, you know, actually seeking out these 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 artifacts and bringing them back to you. Right. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I like that. That's unique. That's different. Yeah. I try. That reminds me a little bit of um, of Lacey O'Malley from the Deadlands uh, books, who is the the uh, Tombstone Epitaph writer. Oh right! I was like, "Why does that name sound familiar?" Yeah, puts in all the uh, all the uh, stories that no one believes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so speaking of things, you know, journeying across lands, let's get into cartography, right? Because that was sort of like your next thing. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, that kind of it developed uh, probably simultaneously um, because I mean. I, here I was, I hadn't gamed for 20 years and I'm thrown into it. And, you know, there's, there's all kinds of new technology from, you know, the early nineties. So, you know, I was, um, 
Actually, it started with uh, with a with a regular game. My my gaming group, which was a couple of friends and my daughter, and and uh, and we were playing. I had uh, I had the the book for um, one of the encounters uh, series, the D and D encounters, but I didn't have the maps. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So um, because it was very uh, tactile and 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 I didn't. I mean, even back in the day, I had the big vinyl Chessex mat that we would draw on all the time, and we didn't really count squares. But it was great having that for sort of reference of where you were and where the other stuff in the room was and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't really think about crafting tiles and stuff like that back then. But uh, I, I really had no choice, and I thought, well, I'm going to sort of craft these things. I found uh, on YouTube uh, DM Scotty, who was right. doing custom tiles with cardboard and, you know, stuff you find basically laying around your house. I mean, it, it was, you know, if I could spend less than nothing for it, then that was a good day. And so, um, so, so yeah, so I just started, like, making these types of things. Nice. And they were they were just uh, you know all custom, and uh, I got you know it, it just it started to get beyond me to try and keep up with. Every time we would have a, a new encounter area, I would have to spend the week or two weeks, whatever the time in between games was, to to come up with this thing. And I'm like, there's got to be an easier way. And I saw somebody was um, printing out some. Uh, uh, I think they were like Fat Dragon Games maps and cutting them up and pasting them onto cardboard. And I thought, well, I could do that. In fact, I could I could make those. I know right. Photoshop pretty well. Yeah, I think I remember so. something about that where they were they're printing the, the Fat Dragon Games is yeah the uh, they do well they do the the paper terrain stuff, but also uh, you know uh, the tiles and stuff as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like cardboard yeah. or um, mm-hmm. paper craft buildings paper craft, and stuff right. like that. Yeah. And now he's into 3D printer stuff and stuff. Yeah, like that. I want to buy a 3D printer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so then I just started, you know, cutting this stuff out, pasting it on uh, foam core. You get this foam core cheap, and and you know it, it started there. And then I came across this other guy who was doing walls, but he was doing them a little bit differently. Where, here I think I've got some stuff here, where. Um, Instead of being sort of flat, there's a there's a bit more you know relief to them. Right, right. So I mean, it was real easy to to kind of throw that stuff together, and I mean, it just it just gets again it it, it gets away from you. You just start mm-hmm. one thing leads to another idea leads to another idea. So I just said, you know, I'm I'm making this stuff for for myself. I might as well share it with everybody else. And if you feel like you know throwing you know, a penny in the tip jar, you know, here's the hat. Right. So, right. so then that, that led me to, to starting the, the, the Patreon. Um, and then, you know, a, after a while, this stuff all ends up on, um, drive through RPG or RPG now. Um, right. But there's, there's a, there's at least a, a month or more between the release on Patreon and when it gets to there. So. Right. So you give like, you know, priority to, yeah, I mean, there, there's right. exclusivity, and there's stuff that the the Patreon backers will get that that will never see the light of day. You know, there's just, nice. Yeah, so you, yeah. There's, there's okay. no place for it. So, you know, that's cool. 
That's really cool. So when you when you when you got into the cartography, was it uh, what what was the scope of the maps? Were they just you know like dungeon tile type things, or um, you know did you go broader? You know what 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 were the uh, yeah what was the scope? They, they kind of I mean if, if the they started off as um, just sort of the uh, the I was I was mimicking Dwarven Forge, so I uh-huh. I was looking to see. You know what? What did they have? The corners and and you know open tiles and hallways and stuff like that. So I was just making whole sets of just those that you just cut them up and and lay them down in, in as individual tiles. Um, and I, I still do that because I think that's convenient to have those things. You know? That's there's that's really there's a distinct advantage to that too because with Dwarven Forge you, you have to pay per piece. So if you want to have so many turns and so many hallways and so that stuff on, stuff is so expensive, and it's so expensive, right? Like it's <laughs> it's insane. But with with the sort, this is like a print on demand kind of thing. Like you print at home. Yeah. You, if I yeah, need three I corners, I can print three corners. You know, like, and that's that's really. I mean, and that's how most of these tile type products are. But I th- I think what also makes yours unique is that you have that 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 two point five D. Uh, tile set, you know, system that I think is yeah. really cool. I, I would like to hear more about 2.5D. Yes. Yeah. Phil, okay. yeah let, let's go ahead and get into that because I think that is that's a really unique thing, at least as far as far products that I've seen. So. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially. Um, I wish I would have brought some, uh, you know, parts, but I mean, it's. I mean, just it's basically. Oh, just, you came on prepared, man. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I've we're got just going to from the show now. <laughs> Why would I want to show parts? Oh yeah, there you go. All right, but, all right. Um, you redeemed yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, the 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 idea is that you know I'm only going to create as much as I can stand uh, or right. need, right? So, so I mean, the basic 2.5D would be a, a flat tile with with a wall. Right. Right. And so um, I, I came across this guy, uh, Wylock, on YouTube, who's, um, again, a lot of these guys, they're making stuff that's, uh, you, they're painting it. And, and, and uh, I love painting this stuff, but it just, it's so time consuming. I, I don't I'd have rather, that time. I'd, I'd rather just print it up and stick it down. I mean, it still takes a little bit of time, but it's, you know, if, if you're somebody who's not a good painter, you still get a good result. Right. You know, and, and it's and like you said, you, you want more, you just print them up. You don't have to worry about, you know, buying uh, more. But then I also came up with some some elevations. I don't know if I can, you know. So I mean, this this just kind of clips on. If I can get it to, yeah, there we go. Right. So so there you go. You've got this this clip on elevation, right? And and the idea then is also like you're. I thought I had some minis here somewhere, but kind of reminds me of a movie set. Yeah, yeah, and there's probably some inspiration from movies for me in that because I mean that's part of my day job. So, um, but yeah, it's like theater or um, or, or movies, right? And and so the uh, because the the low profile walls you can get in from any any part of the table. Yeah, there's a usability factor there that I really yeah. like. You know, you don't have to reach over or reach around like the walls. Even just being able to see what's going on, um, that's yeah. I mean, I, I think that's brilliant. I think. By the, the way, folks, that's seventy-five percent of what you need to do to get Christian to invite you on this is to do something that causes him to say the word usability. Usability. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's all it takes. That's all it takes to get on this show. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's definitely part of my philosophy with these is, you know, they've got to be, I, I've got to be able to use them and it can't take me forever to put it together. It can't take me forever to set it up on the table. Right. Those are um, gorgeous. I, I game with a, with a nine-year-old, so, you know, his patience doesn't last long. So, I mean, and, and that's my, that's my test. You know, if it passes, if it passes the inkling <laughs> test, then it goes forward, you know. That, and it's, I mean, your, if you, uh, my, my daughter's 12 and I haven't seen an improvement, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Just FYI. Well, it's not going to get know, better, buddy. <laughs> a lot, yeah. He, he behaved a little bit better than some of the people I work with, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, and then, then, you know, if you want to go a little bit further, you can uh, try and get this in here. You can, uh, little furniture you know, pieces, set you pieces. Put in different pieces. And, and part of the philosophy of, of making it simple and, and usable is I don't want to have to cut as, you know, any more than I have to. So even, right. even in furniture, you know, this thing is, is all based on standard, uh, foam core sizes that I just cut and then paste the stuff over top of it. I mean, it's just, it's a skin, right? I mean, so that's it, basically I, wrapped on the foam core. Yeah, yeah. This is just oh, I, I built yeah. it out of foam core and then wrapped it. Wow. That's okay. I guess I'm gonna be a new consumer of your stuff, man. <laughs> I'm gonna ha I'm gonna have to start doing uh, uh, videos on on how I put some of this stuff together because I mean, I think it's pretty intuitive. I mean, you know, here's this is just some patterns that I had printed out and then put together to make I'll, a fireplace. I'll be honest, man. If you did, if you created a YouTube channel for your company and you did demonstrations on assembling these things, I think that would do, I think, I think that, would, that would help. Yeah. It, and then it, you can even put those on the product pages and, and drive through RPGs. Yeah. I, it's just fine. It's finding the time. What's funny is, um, David Scott always, talks about how I have videos for all of the products and I show you how to put them together. And I think I have maybe two videos, maybe three. Right. right. <laughs> He's got all these videos, the whole library. I, I, I love, I, I mean, I love them. You know, it's great. You know? Right. But well, thank you, uh, David you know. Scott for, uh, for championing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, so again, you know, it's like, you need a you need a sewer. You know, here yeah. we go. We're we're draining in. So what's also compelling about this is that you know I'm I have a philosophy that if I spend way more time prepping for something and building these things than I than I do like on the game itself, um, to me it's not worth it. But this sounds like it's really relatively fast and easy compared to say painting and you know things of that sort. You know, I, I think you know it depends on the level of the game that you're doing. It depend you know if you're doing a a con level game, then something like this is is probably you know right there in the sweet spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's portable, home game, lightweight. You, you, yeah, home game. You could easily get over. You know, spend way too much time, but that's that's mm -hmm. based on your own. You know, whatever you want to do with it. Um, but I mean, you can be as simple as just putting it on a you know foam core and and not right. putting the walls on. Right. Or, you know, you don't have to build the furniture. You don't have to put the walls on. Although putting walls on makes all the difference, and it really doesn't take that much more effort. I think one of my favorite pieces I saw was the the spiral staircase, where it kind of goes up a couple levels, I think. Yeah, I don't that have one. that on hand, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that one looks... Do any of those have uh, Do any of those have squares on them? I just started putting squares on them. Um, I... 
I cool. was kind of on the fence. I don't use squares often, but right. when I it was after I listened to to um, the uh, Simply Savage where you guys were talking about uh, when you, who you talk you were talking to um, Sean Fannin. to Sean Fannin. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, by the way, I'm, I'm, here no an, I'm, I'm here to answer all of your riffs questions tonight. <laughs> that's really why we have you on the show because of riffs yeah, as if nobody's right. sick of hearing about riffs <laughs> uh, that was for you David Scott if you're listening because I know I would be the I would be the last person to answer any questions about riffs I was just introduced to riffs so yeah I know I, I actually I know very little about riffs but I think Ron knows quite a bit about it so I know a medium amount of things about riffs yeah <laughs> You know what we should do? We should get Sean Fannin on to talk about riffs. I, I think he how might about, have a word or two. How <laughs> about... A few words. I think I'm going to, to see the phrase Savage Riffs plenty in the next three weeks. Yeah. Starting I think, tomorrow. I think we'll be covered. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm backing it, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm <laughs> even questioning whether or not we should mention on SBN News. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it um, necessary? Right. Is it necessary? I don't think it's going to be necessary. Like, like our twelve listeners are not going to make a dent in that Kickstarter. <laughs> right. Oh my so, God. So Blow up. The the wild die. Um, you know, their interview with Sean was was really enlightening, especially from my perspective, because mm-hmm. not knowing anything really about riffs. I mean, I thought that was really good. But I think the where you're going to see the the explosion is in the riffs players who don't know yeah. that there's right. I mean, and they, they brought that on. I mean, they brought that up on the, on the show as well. Right. Right. Yep. Right. So, all right. So we talked about uh, stock art maps, 2.5 details, which are really cool. You also do virtual tabletop maps as well. I do. And I mean, kind of going back to uh, the original question that was, you know, when I listened to, to Sean on the show and, um, he talked about how you know he finds it very convenient having those the the grid. Oh, the grids, it. right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. I, um, I I immediately said, well, all right, I'm gonna. I, it, I was doing it off and on if it's that big of a of a deal, and 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 I and I you know I kind of posed the question to to multiple communities and said, I what remember. do you think? Mm-hmm. And and you know and it kind of came back as sort of half and half, and I said, well, you know, it's not that much harder to to it's put it on. It's just a layer. Yep. So, so yeah. to answer the question, going forward, all of them will have the option for grids. Are you are you considering updating the older files to to do layers or? I'm considering it, but I have such a backlog of stuff like personal and and everything else that yeah. I may or may not get to. I what I probably will do is I'll look at what the most popular ones are first. Um, and the nice thing is that you know the people who have already purchased those on one bookshelf will get the updates automatically. The update. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and and right. and of course, patron patrons will also end up getting updates as part of just being a patron. So. Right. You can also just write a set of instructions on how somebody can take a ruler, and <laughs> you could do that. You could draw lines. You know. <laughs> well, for the VTT, you just project onto a. Uh, I know these guys that use these um, overhead projectors for their oh, maps. Oh, yeah. You just project onto a battle mat. <laughs> right. There you go. And, and I, I mean, I don't use, um, I don't use VTTs, um, so I don't know too much about what people, you know, how people are using them. Right, in that, right. In that. 
Um, but I but I know enough about them to know that you don't need the grid on the artwork because you can you can put the grid on it. In yeah, the, the app usually has the overlay right. for you, right? I was gonna yeah. I was gonna say that, but you you already said it, so I got nothing. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> One of the things I was trying to do with uh, VTTs early on, um, I was working with Eric Lamoureux about uh, he was he wanted to do a sort of take the tiles, the individual you know four by fours and two oh. by twos, and and just basically plop them down on the on the screen in, in uh, Fantasy Grounds um, as uh, like you would a, a token. Right. Right. And nice. I don't, I don't, I don't know if uh, if they ever updated Fantasy Grounds to the point to be able to do that. But he, I know we were having problems with like sizing because it wanted to keep a specific uh, proportion size, and so we were playing. Okay, well, is you know, how, what's the what's the pixel length? What's the pixel height? Can we change it? What's the resolution? Seventy two, one hundred fifty. And so we never, I don't remember that we ever came up with a, with a good solution for that. I remember back with, when I used to use map tool, it had the ability to do a background layer and you can, you could snap it to the grid. So one, you can scale the, the art, whatever size you want, mm-hmm. and then you can have it snap to the grid. And so some people did do, uh, actually one of the, one of the guys, this is kind of cool actually, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Fantastic Maps. He does, uh, he did the Game of Thrones Westeros maps, right? The, the whole, uh, the official Game of Thrones cartography book that, that came out. I'm trying to remember his name. Jonathan Roberts. And back then, he actually did a series of tiles for map tool that people could drop on, and it would snap to the grid, and you can drop as many as you need of whatever particular type of tile that you wanted. And uh, it, was, it was a really cool way of just laying out a whole dungeon quickly and easily. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're willing and able... I think I think there might be a market there. They're they're, really cool. they're out there, so yeah, yeah. So cool. Well, let's talk about Heart of Darkness, your adventure. Um. Well, and and that's and to be clear, that's that's an adventure framework. I think it's the framing that you gave. So that, that was that was the term that I coined. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, tell I us about you, Heart of Darkness and and I, what yeah, adventure I framework love you means. Sort of like, you know, buzzwords. Yeah, uh, it's it's just kind of part of me. It's marketing. It's good marketing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you spend enough time in that area of the world, you start right. to talk like them too. Yeah. But um, but it's yeah. Essentially, um, that started. It it started as a um, as a White Star adventure. I don't know why I was inspired when uh, when uh, James Bond came out with his White Star for the uh, White Box uh, Swords and Wizardry. Um, compatible game and uh, and I there was all this buzz and I said oh, I've got this interesting idea and it was it was really um, I guess there's some irony in the fact that the Curse of Strahd is the new D and D adventure series but the um, it was sort of a, a a sci-fi homage to Ravenloft for me um, oh nice because, because it to me, I wanted to do something sci-fi, and I loved this idea of this sort of uh, very true romance, not, you know, um, Fabio on, on the cover of a, of a book romance. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no heaving bosoms? Right. <laughs> 
Well, we we have we have plenty of that. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So so the idea was that I wanted to do this this sort of um, Dracula story, but a sci-fi thing. So so that was the the inspiration for for that. And and um and at the same time, I was just picking up Savage Worlds. I had been reading Savage Worlds for about a year. I hadn't. I played. Uh, I think one or two games. I played Deadlands, which was awesome because, um, as me being sort of the old school style gamer, my my character died at the end. So I mean, I was like all about. I mean, and he went out in a blaze of glory too. So. Nice. <laughs> um. So not again. I, I don't want to go bring up any of the the Savage Rift stuff, but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ron, were you were you, uh, were you asking something? Because your mic is muted. No, I was not. Okay, I thought... I'm muting the mic because I have a son that is three, that apparently does not want to go in the bath right now. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it was it's sort of a, a sci-fi. Um, Ravenloft, if you will. I mean, I don't nice. know that it's Ravenloft, but it, there, there's some elements there. The, you know, the the big bad sort of being a a vampire-like uh, entity, if you will. That's really and, cool. Yeah. And and I mean, and and the other part of it, why I called it an adventure framework um, is I really wanted it to be something that you could run on the fly or that you could improv, right? So you you have a, a framework that you can work from that sort of gives you hints and, and tips and, and stuff that, you know, I, I really don't know too many people that love um, reading text right off of the page. Right. So, right. so all, you know, I, I wrote that much the same way that I write my notes for any adventure that I'm going to be playing or writing. And so the idea was that, um, you know that you could look at the you could look at a page you could get all the information you needed off of one or two pages now i ended up going over in a couple of spots but that it had to be done mm-hmm. um but you know the idea and 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 the the events that you can choose from there's sort of a pick list and the events are you know escalating so if you if you wanted them to if you wanted to be easy you pick from the top of the list you want to be hard you go to to the bottom of the list um, and I, a lot of the inspiration as a lot of the stuff that I'm doing these days is, is coming from, from a lot of the newer games where, um, read, I, I read, I read game rule, uh, rules for games. Like most people would read fiction. Right. Um, I don't know so, anyone like that. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I just pick, you know, uh, Dungeon World was uh, was one of the hot buttons for me. I'm like looking at this, going, "Wow, this is great! These this is just like playing jazz. It's it's all improv, but the notes are right here. All I got to do is kind of glance down and go, oh, this is what's going on,' and you know, an improv rather than you know, I get I'll get caught. I'll, I'll there'll be a, an infinite loop going on in my head where I don't I don't know where to go next. But if I can look down at my notes and say, oh. This happens, right? You know, oh, E flat, you know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. So, 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 so the focus is on uh, elements of the story, uh, less than a script, more on just sort of these are the key elements that you can incorporate in in the adventure. 
Yeah, and you know, nothing has to happen in any particular order. Right. Um, there's, you know, and there's sort of an overall. It, it's it's um, it's interesting because there's a lot of talk, of course, in the, in the last month or so about uh, plot point campaigns. Right. And there was some, there was definitely some inspiration from plot point campaigns in that as well, even though the whole thing happens in one location as opposed to a plot point campaign that is multiple locations. Right. Um, so, so again, this is the idea is sort of mixing the, the old school dynamic of exploring a space with sort of more modern ideas of here's the story frame that happens around the, um, you know, what's, ha- you know, that, that's happening around what, what you're doing. Um, and, just fit it in where where the characters are at, as opposed to fitting the characters into the story. So, for those who aren't familiar with Heart of Darkness, how long of an adventure? Like, is this like a one night session? Is it like multiple sessions? Is it a full campaign? It you know. it could pro it could be played in one night. Um, I know. Uh, again, I had uh, Eric was kind enough to play test. He Eric Lamro ha- ha- helped me out a lot with uh, the conversion to Savage Worlds. Um, I learned a lot about Savage Worlds during that process. It's, I mean, if you want to, if you want to understand rules to, of a system, go write an adventure for that system. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Eric was, was nice enough to, um, to play test it. Another friend of mine, uh, Victor Diaz also play tested it for me. Victor went and played it several times with the same group and just changed the setting up and was able to run it sort of diff- they they never knew he there was there was enough that he was able to run it three or four times and using different information each time and changing you know the basics of the setting i think he wrote it uh he did a post apocalyptic version he wow. did um some you know like just w- different way different genres each time and um, now that's jazz, right yeah. There. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, he's he's really good at it. So I mean, I think you know that's a, there, there's a there's it's a testament to his ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be curious to see if somebody else who isn't as good as he is to be able to to do that same thing. And Christian, we can get on about, it, man. <laughs> me. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Right. No, I said not as good as him. Uh, maybe, oh, if I, yeah. maybe if I send a version to Carl, he'll run it at a con for me. With like nice. Ghostbusters, yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. with the Scooby-Doo gang, you know. Yeah. Or or Jared can run a My Little Pony version. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Or, or a post-apocalyptic zombie version. With with ponies. With ponies. <laughs> there you go. And flying sharks. Right. Awesome. Yeah, so... So I think you know that was uh, that was the idea. Is it, it I wanted to be able to run it in one night, but I think really it's a it's easily a two two session game. Mm-hmm. Um, it can Eric ran it in one session, and and his his feedback was, yeah, it it went well, but I think it would have been even better if we ran it over one or two, maybe even three different games. So okay, that answers my next question, which was: Could could somebody use this? Could they sort of truncate it enough for like a con game? Like, would it be fitting I for think, that? For sure. I mean, you 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 would have to know that that's what you were doing beforehand, because I think you know I think when when Eric ran it, he ran it to the you know just sort of on the fly. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he was familiar with it because he had already done all the conversions. So, I mean, he had, he had a lot of information to work with, but I think, I think you could easily, you know, do it in a, in a four hour sitting on game. You, it may not be as robust. You may not get to everything, but, um, I think most most adventures are written in a way that you may not get to everything. Right, know? right. And you you can definitely get to the end. You're, you're going to pick some highlights for something like a con game anyway. Like what are the, yeah. what are the key things you want to focus on, right? Yeah. So, very cool. I mean, That's it, awesome. It, I left a lot, and I left a lot out. I have like a whole sort of uh, you know area of of the of space that that you could like. I was going to put it in as, as extra, like the location and, you know, the asteroid field. There's, there's a little bit of backstory in there that people can actually, you know, use to build a world if they needed to. So, yeah, that, that raises the question then. Um, do you, do you plan to expand on that? Uh-huh. I have, I have um, at least one other idea, maybe two in that universe that uh, I probably will expand on. Um, it's just, you know, finding time. Right, right. You know, it's because you're you're really busy with things like the all important Savage Dungeons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. You know, and that that eats up everything that isn't you know my wife's time. As it this, should. This stuff right. sounds awesome, but yeah, concentrate on the Savage Dungeons. I don't need line on my maps. I don't need lines so, on my maps. My maps are fine. I want that physical book in my hand. <laughs> So is that going to be the cover? I'm hoping that it's going to it's going to look something like that. Yeah, I, oh, I'm. Man. I would love to be able to to get it to a point where um, it you know has. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was. Gonna, you know who could help you with that? There's this guy I know named Carl Kiesler. <laughs> <laughs> that dude Don't is amazing. It, it definitely has crossed my mind. Yeah. So if you're but, listening, you know, Carl, I'll tag you in the post after this. So. I, I have these these I mean I always think big right so I'm looking at this and I'm going you know anything that you've seen me produce that I've taken a picture of there's an idea there right so having bennies that are specifically themed to to that game right I, I would what I really I really would love to be able to find and I I know I posted about this um, I would love to be able to find somebody who's manufacturing those cheap old dice that, you know, chip off and have rounded corners because those would either be great to include as, as a wild die or as some other die or even use them as bennies. You know, I... Right. That's so meta. <laughs> use this die, but don't use it as a die. <laughs> use it as a token for your bennies. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, so, yeah, I, I've... I've I would love to be able to do sort of the, uh, an, a leather-bound or a, even a faux leather version of, of that of the cover for that. I, I smell a Kickstarter. Yeah, there, there's definitely. I mean, if that would that would be the only way to do to be able to do it right. would be to have that. So. Right. So, Ron, I'm going to unleash you to ask whatever questions you want about Savage Dungeons. All right, well, I'll start out with the with a kind of the broad question for people that have not been following along at home. Um, I call those people misguided. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell those us, poor lost souls. Tell us about Savage Dungeons. Tell us tell us about your concept, where it came from, that sort of thing. 
So, so this is the part of the show where I blush, right? Um, and then I do that to people. I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, the basic concept is that I spend a lot of time playing game or gaming at home with, um, my, well, he's, he'll be nine, nine year old son. And, um, all of my kids have played pretty much basic D&D for the entire time that they've been playing. So um, they don't, they didn't know Savage Worlds. So I was playing with this idea of how do I introduce Savage Worlds to my eight-year-old? Um, and so I started, I started with a simplifying the, the, the character sheet, which I, I came up with this idea and I put it out to the, to the, um, to the community, which was, which was awesome because I got so, so much great feedback. I mean, that's one of the, the greatest things about Savage Worlds is the community because you, you get feedback. You don't get sort of whacked in the head for asking a question. You get really right. good feedback. Yeah, that is, yeah, I, that's one of the things that I fell in love with the Savage Worlds community for. So, um, so, you know, in, in, you know, so, so I said, you know, here's this idea that I'm working with and I got, all this, hey, could you do this? Could you do that? Could you do that? You know, and and I didn't. I mean, I'd be honest. I didn't take everybody's feedback because it would be impossible. And for yeah. the most part, I was just really creating something for for home use. And if other people liked it and I could customize it in a general way that people were able to use it, then awesome. You know, there it is. Go for it. Um, and at the time, I, I released it as as a fan piece because there's. You know, one I, I wasn't like I wasn't a licensee, and there's artwork that is not mine, right? So I didn't. I, there was no way I was going to put it out there as anything else. But hey, this is cobbled together from used parts. All I did was change the names, but it yeah. worked. Re- no, yeah. see, going back to the stock art thing that you used to do, and, and and that your inspiration, your sort of modeling for the artwork that you did was based on that classic line art approach yeah you're yeah. you're equipped to to do your own art for it my 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 final versions will probably have a, a significant amount of my my artwork but as i said i've said before you know it's it's sort of like the mechanic who never works on his own car you're busy <laughs> doing everybody else's stuff so when it comes time to do your stuff it's like oh i'm spent i don't I can't even think about this right now. Right, fair so, enough. You know, it was it was easier to just slap something else together and say, you know, here you go. Right, but but when push comes to shove, if you if you decide to pursue this as a you know fully Savage Worlds licensed product, you you have those resources. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I can definitely. I mean, all the art for uh for Heart of Darkness is mine. So nice. You know, so I mean, it, you know. I did the layout, I did the art, so yeah, I definitely, the capability is definitely there. Well, I mean, just the mock-up of the Savage Worlds, you know, or the Savage Dungeons book was was mine, right? So so, so just as a little bit of incentive, Perry Chalmers has uh, commented, take my money for Savage Dungeons. <laughs> so I'm just... I'm just throwing that out there. And, and it's comments like that that keep me going, so thank you very much. Yeah, awesome, Perry. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, I mean, it was the idea was to be able to take what was familiar to the people that I was playing with and be able to just sort of point them in that direction and say, well, you know where armor class is? 
well, it's not armor class. It's it's now called this, right? Um, or it's like this. And I got to be careful because I know people get a little bit, you know, they, they certain people they they like order and that's good. I like order too. I just like somebody else to to do the ordering. So, um, but you know, so to so to be able to make something that was familiar, um, okay. Well, you're used to seeing this character sheet, and normally when somebody takes a swing at you. You know, this is where you look on that character sheet to see if they hit you. Well, that's the same thing. It's just called something different in Savage Worlds. Right. But you have the same reference point visually in terms right. of the orientation on the on the sheet. Yeah. Right. You should you should get together with uh, level twenty seven geek. Have you okay. have you seen I, his I stuff? Have not no. But I he's will. he did a whole thing on hex crawling in Savage Worlds. Oh, I think okay. So I'm not familiar with the name, but I am familiar with the with the concept. Yeah. So I probably have read um, something. He actually put together a rule set for hex crawling, and I, I just, it just sounds like it might be a cool thing to kind of include in that sort of a project. Yeah, I know for him it's a fan endeavor, but I know that um, the hardest part I think in in doing this project is one it's it starts out as a um, a labor of love because um, once once I was able to sort of get my son past the the initial hurdle of trying a different system um, and uh, you know and he, and he was able to 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 roll a wild die and have dice ace. It was, it was like that's all he wants to play now. Yeah, that's that's when lightning strikes, and then it's you know, so so oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so but he still wants to play in the same style. If you, I don't know if style is the right word, but you know he he's a dungeon crawler. He he you. Yeah, you know he he wants to just go in and and beat up monsters, right? Yeah, like their stuff, crazy. right? Yeah. So, so I said, fine, we'll just do it with Savage Worlds instead. And I grabbed some old adventures and just started trying to convert stuff on the fly and say, well, let's try this and let's try that. Of course, he doesn't know any of that. Um, but, you know, but I know sort of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. So, so that's interesting. Speak to the experience then of, of um, you know, doing the dungeon crawl type of play with Savage Worlds because that's always a conversation that comes up periodically. And you know, does it work well for that? What do you you know? Do you change things, etc.? It is well, and and I'm kind of working through this part now um, in the sort of more detail. Uh, you know, when you're when you're playing with uh, what what I will say is that oftentimes I'm playing with like one to three people, other than you know, other than myself. But you know, so it's 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 my son, a friend of his, and maybe my daughter, and so. Um, Savage Worlds scales very well. You know, if I want to throw in, oh, you're going into the goblin lair and there's 21 goblins, you know, 21 sets of eyeballs staring at you. Um, they can, they can, they'll, they'll, they'll come out. I mean, they, they can go through all 21 and, and still come out. That I mean, it doesn't mean that there isn't going to be some serious danger, but it's, it's definitely doesn't have the same. Uh, level of of danger as you would in a in a d20 game, you know. Uh, well, depending on how the dice roll, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, dice that, can... that, and and that's the fun part about uh, Savage Worlds is how swingy the dice are. Right. You know, I mean, um, you know, you can 
as you you guys were commenting that you know I, I used uh, I you know I I looked at my numbers against you know several different times I went through a simulator and and you're right I mean the simulator is all things being equal or that particular time around um, but it doesn't take into account uh, somebody's actually thinking about the tactics or the fact that I could you know have a, a d4 minus 2 and you know and just ace continually on my wild die you know and end up you know just battering somebody with you know 24 points or you know I mean just just totally you know killing it and, and that I mean that's really the excitement in Savage Worlds um, because it can happen on either side right right it it it, it you think you're it would just be as much a threat as you are goblins can ace too. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they don't have as much chance because you're not giving them, not necessarily giving them a wild die, but right. you know, but they can definitely be dangerous. I mean, and in several of the simulations I ran, you know, one guy against two goblins, two goblins won. Yeah. So you know, it, it can happen, and I think there's a there's a lot more excitement, and I, I um. I also play uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, which has a dice chain and can be very swingy in a, in a sense because of that dice chain. When you're, you know, when you're rolling, uh, you know, a D4 versus a D6, and and you know, so I mean, things can, the pendulum can swing, you know, in your favor or against you very quickly in in that kind of in that kind of a game. And for Savage Worlds, that unpredictability is is just just as much fun as the unpredictability of am I going to go in and die in this dungeon because you know I rolled a one instead of a twenty. So Eric Lamoureux, your friend, our friend, <laughs> asks. Uh, he and, and this ties into exactly what you were just talking about. Are your kids picking up on the different combat tactics in Savage Worlds yet? You know, like defend, wild attack, aim, etc. Um, as I introduce them, he'll pick them up, but it, unless I remind him, he won't necessarily remember. Right. Common, common for new yeah. players. Yeah. 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 So, totally I mean, it, it, his, his mindset is not much different than any other new player. It's, it's right. quite interesting because you, I, you know, you would think there's a huge age disparity between, you know, 30, 40 somethings and an eight to 10 year old. And, um, I think that we tend to pick up rules and tactics in about the, at about the same rate. Um, and especially somebody like him or somebody like me that is more of a uh, tactile learner, I've got to see it modeled before I really understand it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I played in my first Savage Worlds game that I understood the rules, and I still don't understand everything until I've used it. Right, right. You know? Writing an adventure, uh, you know, is a great way because you kind of have to think about all of those things. Um, it's a little bit, it's still not as intense as if you had to use everything because you're looking at a limited menu. You're, you're only looking to satisfy what it is that you've written in for your story. Right. So we're at, uh, we're at 1022, so we got, you know, a little bit of time left. I, I still want to touch on a couple things with Savage Dungeons as well as talk about what future plans you might have. Um, in I guess for those who might not be familiar with Savage Dungeons, what do you what what does somebody get uh, when they when they 
pick up Savage Dungeon when they're looking at that at the work that you've done in that so far? Uh, so far, it's just you know it, what I've got um, on the on the blog site is just sort of my notes, if you will. Right? Mm-hmm. They're they're the the what I'm thinking or how I'm thinking about doing things, uh, and and in most cases, it's a it's a it's an open question to the community to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Um, so a lot. Uh, also, some part of it is um, I'm putting it out there because I know there's been a lot of people who have done a lot of that work already, and I don't want to either step on anybody's toes or have to redo some work if I can use what they've already done. Right. Um, so in some ways, it's a communication for me to be able to one keep track of things, but also to be able to say uh, to to other players, hey. You know, what do you think about this? You know, I, I got I got a lot a lot more response on that last last time I asked the question. You know, than probably any of the other times because everybody else, all the other times are I love this. This is great. Keep going. You know, and and that's that's great. That's inspiring. I mean, that's why I'm doing it at this point because um, you know, if there weren't so many people interested in it, I probably would have just kept it to myself and and hey, we're just gonna play off of whatever notes I remember to write down this week. Right, right, right. Um, but ha- being able to kind of like do it and see other people get excited about it is is really, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'd love to turn the tables around and say, Ron, you, what do you love about it? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just curious, like, what is it that excites you about it? You're muted, Ron. You're muted, Ron. Sorry, I really, um, yeah, because my kid won't shut up. But um, <laughs> what kid does? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so, so I'm finding a lot of the stuff that you're saying very interesting, Frank, because you know you're like, I also got into Dungeon World, which I got into a little bit, and you're like, I also play Dungeon Crawl Classics. I just ran a tournament funnel yesterday. So. So you and I kind of need to get together, I think. But the, no, we we can definitely do that because <laughs> we're close enough that we can do that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Where are you at? I'm I'm uh, in Maricopa, and to okay. most people in Phoenix, that's North Tucson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in East Tucson. So anyway, um, so, so that needs to. But the what I was getting at though is that. It's the it's the whole old school feel that I'm into, um, that is exciting about Savage Dungeons, um, but I do like a lot of my modern mechanics, yeah. right? So the biggest thing for me is what I think your design goal is, and that is the feel. And, and you've you've kind of said that that's what you're looking for, um, with your with your son. And so my major excitement is is bringing that feel to Savage Worlds. Um, it's not a nut that I have completely cracked myself in, you know, my 13 years playing the game. Yeah. I, so I the, the closest we've had were Reality Blur's Old School Fantasy and uh, Weird Dave Olson's more recent stuff. But you know, yeah, that's, they, that's more they, straight they, fantasy companion than anything. Those are those are those are fine, but I think, and I'm not saying they miss the mark so much as. I don't think they they dug deep enough. That's what I'm really kind of excited about with with uh, Savage Dungeons is it, it was pretty clear to me on reading your posts on it so far that 
that uh, you're you're coming from kind of the same mental space that I would be coming from in this. So that's kind of exciting to me. I, so. I may have an advantage to some folks in that you know I spent almost 20 years out of gaming altogether. So there's a so your memories are clearer. Yeah, well, of, I don't know about clearer, time. but they're not clouded no, no, but by a lot of all the know, stuff in between. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Your your, your memory is not clouded by what happened in the '90s with gaming, right. you know, or the right. early 2000s. No, totally. And that's kind of where I'm coming from because I spent the '90s with a lot of these, you know, what I would now call um, boutique games is wrong, but but basically um, very specialized games, right? Like um, the original Deadlands. And um, the World of Darkness stuff that came out in those years and, and those sorts of things are, are kind of stuck in my brain space. So it is kind of cool to see to hear that you have been out of it for as long as you you were. And now I really understand why you're coming from that area. Whereas me, I'm, I'm having to go back and, and play these older games or play these, these new homages like DCC to, to kind of get back to that feel. So... Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to hear that because I mean that that's that's definitely where I'm heading. And there are times when I worry that I'm going that I'm being too specific, right? Um, so when I think about the games that I played back in the '80s, um, a lot of it was was driven by the books that I were I was reading, right? So you had a lot of young adult right. fiction of that time, and you had stuff that were like you know, um, gosh, I can't, um, my mind is failing me in terms of, of reference works, but it wasn't just Tolkien, right? It was, it was stuff where you had, you know, you had a character. For me, it was like, uh, the Chronicles of Pridane, like, uh, uh, Black Cauldron, yes. you know, yes. uh, Terran exactly. Wanderer, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and Fritz Leiber's Longmore stuff is huge, huge influence on me. Um, when it comes to that type of gaming, and and that's exactly and, the the niche that I'm looking at in terms yeah. of you know building this stuff. Um, I don't remember. I mean, we had elves as characters, but it wasn't very heavy on a fan on on those sort of you know. It was still very human centric, right? I think um, I I really enjoy uh, Beyond the Wall. I think that they've really oh, yeah. captured that feel. For that, I haven't really, I haven't played it yet. But again, reading it, it, it's good read. It, it definitely captures that feel, um, and yeah. I've drawn some inspiration from that as well. You know, just in in character design, because I think, wow, this is great. I can spend about ten minutes, and I don't have to like walk in with a backstory. That's actually kind of the nut I've been trying to crack recently with Savage Worlds. I've been trying to come up with a way to make a Savage Worlds character. Um, as easy as it would be to make a Dungeon World character. Well, I'm I'm hoping that you know that that idea of the the quick draw wild card will will satisfy that that. Yeah, match. I haven't um, messed with it with that yet. I want to try it. You know, and and I'm you know I, I'm not right now. I'm flying solo on this, and I'm right. more than happy to have anybody out there who wants to to chime in and help out and stuff like that. But the, I mean, the biggest problem with, with, with asking for that kind of help is, you know, I almost want to put the, the requirement on there that 
I need more than I'm going to need some commitment beyond just saying, right. you know, hey, have you thought about this, right? Exactly. You, know, you want, you want you partners, know. not right. You know, I, yeah. I need somebody who's willing to say, yeah, ideas I are a cheap. Great idea for the magic user. Can I run with it? You know? Yeah. Very cool. Right. Right. So. Uh, we are we are at the end of the hour, and, and I know we, I want to keep going for a little bit longer because uh, you know we got some more questions, obviously. Overtime, overtime. Um, and I I really would love to keep just talking about Savage Dungeons the entire time, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you've got some other things that you're working on that are upcoming, um, and and one of them is as you mentioned earlier, it's sort of a collaboration piece. Tell us tell us a little bit about that. Are we talking about Snap Sites? We are. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Shameless plug for Shameless you guys plug. over at Just Insert Imagination. Um, so Eric and I have been, I, I want to say, friends for uh, a while now, and um, we've, you know, we've done some stuff. He's he helped me out with the Heart of Darkness, and um, you know, he was one of the original uh, sponsors for the Patreon and stuff like that, and so. Um, Eric like really liked uh, a uh, a map that I did of a bookstore, and when they were starting, when when him and Mornay were putting together snap sites, one of the ideas he had was based on that bookstore. And he said, "Hey, would you mind putting together this uh, a bookstore like that, but just different, so that it's not the same?" Sure, no problem. So so I was able to to work with those guys, and I love collaborating with people. I. I I feel like I do much better work when I'm working with somebody than if I'm running solo on anything because, right. frankly, I've got so much going on in a day. This thing up here doesn't always fire on all cylinders, and when it does, it's usually empty. So when you know, I love it when I've got people who you know message me and say, "Hey, what about this kind of map?" And and I mean, the more detail you want to add. You may not get all of it, but it's definitely going to help me decide where I'm going to put what and does furniture go in this room and stuff like that. So working with with uh, with Eric on on that project was really great. And then um, he just you know sent me a message again last week or the week before. He said, "Hey, could you do an air a jetliner for us?" I'm like, "I could definitely do a jetliner for you guys." So um, they've got a new snap site that's coming out, um, I think, in the next week or so, that uh, is uh, is going to be a, an airliner. I don't know any of the details for that, but uh, I know that the map is going to look great. Nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wonder why. Wonder why you think that. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. And it, it, it's it's true what you were saying too about like the more details you have, the more information you have as far as it, it's essentially like with a project where you have like requirements gathering, right? You know what yes. what needs you have to fulfill and so on, and that gives you the foundation on which to build and and sort of the objectives you know you need to hit. So that's uh, that's a really that's that's a, that's a great way to think about it. I think you're approaching that really well personally. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just it's I could easily just start spitting out things randomly and and but I want to I want to provide stuff that people want to use. Right. You know, I, I, yeah, I don't want a bunch of, of supporters. You know, people either buying my stuff just because it's the latest thing out from me, or people supporting me on Patreon and you know and it just dings their account for a buck every month and they yes. never. 
you don't want people randomly throwing money at you? What's wrong with you, man? I don't mind that, but you know what <laughs> keeps you going is the fact that people are like giving you they're feedback. Using it. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, that's so, fair. That's fair. So so speaking of your Patreon, you do so one you have the you have the free Monday maps that you do uh, and it's, yeah, um, it's either Monday or Friday. Um I try I I was trying to do a Friday religiously and you know life just kind of like falls on you and I mean when you when you're doing this as you know just more or less a hobby right you know I haven't I, I'm not raking in the the thousands of dollars that some of these illust I mean I see some of these guys that are they're not even doing comics they're just doing like one-off illustrations and right you know and, and they're getting you know 1500 bucks per creation I'm like Jeez. how do I get that I'm doing something <laughs> wrong with my life like, <laughs> So um yeah so so with that so you you have a Patreon campaign that you that you have going um and uh what what's the URL for that just for those who are listening and aren't looking at uh, it is uh patreon slash frank t that's easy to remember all right so patreon.com slash frank t yep. and um what what's the model that you're kind of going with as far as what you know, patrons get and, and the different rewards and so on. Um, so I think I've got, uh, I think they start at 50 cents, uh, and go up to $5. Um, I have one, uh, patron who's a $20 backer. Uh, and he's, he's that, he's that guy that I don't mind, uh, not hearing from, but I never hear from him. Oh, but you know the the card clears every month, so I'm I'm kind of happy about that. But I'd rather have twenty one dollar guys than 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 you know. I mean I'm not complaining, but you know in the grand scheme of things, you know if he if he decided you know what I'm not really using this stuff or I don't want to back him anymore, then um, that's twenty dollars in one chunk. Right. Right. And right. so um, and at this point I'm basically able to pay for my tools, which is really nice because my wife really likes that it's not coming out of our household <laughs> bills. That's always a good um, thing. Yeah. If your wife's happy, yeah. you're doing well. Yeah. And, and, yes. and the occasional Kickstarter that, you know, comes up from Pinnacle. Because there aren't enough. <laughs> Although I have to, I have to, I, I can't complain because, you know, I'm, I was, I, I had, I had dinner with Shane and a bunch of uh, other guys one night, and I was making fun of them about, uh, you know, yeah, if I didn't have to pay for all these Kickstarters. And he says, well, it still it comes around, you know, and he paid for dinner. So I can't complain too much. <laughs> <laughs> so we all funded your dinner. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Shane's good about that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's a really great guy. I just hope I didn't embarrass myself too much that night. <laughs> I have to say on the Rippers uh, Kickstarter, I, I pledged what was for me an ungodly amount of money. Um, for rippers, and I added all my add-ons on, and I still, with backer kit, I still had to pay ninety-six cents. <laughs> uh, that's like really? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and it's funny because I spent a lot of money, and what I was outraged about was ninety-six cents. <laughs> nice. So, so uh, I'm Kickstarter. Yeah. To your Patreon campaign, you you do have some stuff that's exclusive to your patrons, which is really cool. Uh, yep. Stuff that'll never see the light yep. of day. 
Um, that's really cool. A lot of your stuff after maybe about a month or so, I think is what you said. You, yeah, it's about finding I'm, its I'm way. probably a little bit further behind than a month. Hey, um, I don't think any patron's going to complain. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, again, I I ask I ask I asked before I started doing that and, mm-hmm. and saying, you know, hey, do you guys have any problem with me putting these on Drive Through RPG or RPG Now or any other site um, after they're up here for a while and and I haven't had any complaints, so, yeah. you know. And nobody's pulled their funding, so, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, and I, and I think I think that um, some part of that is I want to be able to do that just because some people, for whatever reason, don't want to make that commitment, even if it's just a mm-hmm. dollar a month. It, it, for whatever reason, whether it's, they their finances they're living you know financial situations change. change i can't deal with having this mm-hmm. even one dollar come out automatically right. i understand that I, I i do that all the time um so i want to be able to give people that opportunity to say well you can get it a la carte right, right. you if you, you 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 wanted to get this one but you can't you, you really don't want to support the whole thing for whatever reason but hey you know save up three bucks and and, and go buy it you know here instead. Right. So. Right. Very cool. Yeah. All righty. Well, Christian, I think we're at the end of the hour. Or I well, think you well have over the hour. I think you have some some uh, things to read, and perhaps the word Patreon <laughs> may come up again. That's right. <laughs> but first, Frank, thank you so much for taking the time, man. This has been awesome. Thank you, guys. It's been a privilege. Yeah. And we definitely is, uh, do need to to get together and maybe uh. I don't know. Burn. Do some spell burning. Hey, you know, you name the time and place, and I'll try and make it there. Awesome. That's cool. That's really cool. All right. Well, thank you all for watching. And uh, you know, I forgot the spiel. <laughs> Go to savagebloggers.net and check out um, all the ways you can send us money. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, be sure to visit our website, www.savagebloggers.net. And right. uh, also uh, on that site, you'll find the aggregated uh, SB and RSS feed. Um, you'll also find podcast subscription links, uh, YouTube channel links, and, uh, and of course, links to our Patreon page, which if you really do like what we're doing here and you want to show your support, especially if you want to help us with uh, some Simply Savage editing, hint, hint, um, hit up our Patreon page uh, and throw money at us. <laughs> but um, most importantly of all, whatever you do until next time, Keep it fast, furious, and fun. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Frank, for joining us. And uh, it's been great. And to all, a good night. <laughs>